you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. What's up, everybody? DJ here from Move the Sticks, along with Bucky Brooks, our podcast. We look at the NFL through a player personnel perspective, looking at teams, looking at matchups, looking at the NFL draft. You can catch us on Move the Sticks, NFL.com slash podcast, as well as iTunes. pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Coming at you, not from Studio 66 today, rather from beautiful, although inclement, Chicago, Illinois, for the 2016 NFL Draft, presented by McDonald's. As always, and look who it is, everybody. It is football star Supreme. He was drafted not all that long ago by the Jacksonville it was, Jaguars. It was 11 years ago. 11 sure. years it was ago. A long time ago. Boy, how time has flown. It's Maurice it Jones Drew. What's the poop, fella? You know what, Shaggy? Why are we outside? Oh, Why? it's glorious out no, here. It's, it's not. They're not going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm freezing. Come on, toughen up. You're a football man. I, I was You're tough. sturdy, I'll tell you that. I'm, I'm not. I never. I only played well in cold games, so I can get out of there, get out of there quicker. All right, that enough about you. Let's get to the Shuckmobile. Let's go, Maurice. We got Ike Taylor coming up. We got Matt Money Smith coming I'm up. Running. I'm We've running. got a game time plan for you. Come right around Selection Square, where the dreams of some youngsters are about to come true. Maurice and I are up first. Join us for a magical journey, won't you? To infinity and beyond, Maurice. Hit it, driver. Oh! Oh, Maurice, get in here. Come on. Check him out. It's like the end of a train movie. (laughs) (laughs) You still got wheels, man. You still go, Shaq. You can still still move. If the Dallas Cowboys, if they pass on Zeke Elliott, maybe they'll find value 
later on in one Maurice Jones-Drew. I still have eligibility. Yeah, 2016 is the year of the weight loss for pro football players, including one Maurice Jones-Drew. Eddie Lacy, Trent Richardson, Jameis Winston, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, man. That's a good list. But do you ever see Tom Brady? Did you see the the documentary? You may have heard about this. Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick. Are you yes. aware of that, Maurice? No question. It comes up periodically. It does. He, you know he's from the Bay Area. I've also heard about that. Yeah. And Ryan Fitzpatrick went to an Ivy League school, and some tight ends played college basketball. These are all the uh, these are all the gems that you might hear on some podcasts, but not on this one. Well. Actually, you did just hear yeah, it, but yeah. I, I was making fun of them by, by bringing right. that stuff up. Right. However, what I wanted to, or the reason I bring it up, there was a little documentary, The Brady Six, in a little bit. I want to get into the Maurice Five. Oh, I like that. Yeah, we'll do that in a second. Real quick, though, Maurice, I don't, you know, listen, everybody's talked until they're blue in the face, and speaking of which, you're getting a little blue in the I face, know. too. Toughen up, man. It's cold. Shay. It's 40 degrees out. It, this ain't the 40 I'm used to. All right, it's all right. It's very nice. Makes you know you're alive, don't you know? No, I don't know. Go back for me. UCLA, standout, Jones Drew on the back of his jersey. What was it like, your draft experience? You know, the whole process, I thought it was amazing. You know, uh, I trained in Miami, um, you know, kind of put myself in the best shape possible. Um that whole process going forward, the interviews, the combine, performing at the combine, all that was great. Draft night was different. The draft Where day were was different. You? I was at a Marriott Hotel in Concord, California, off of Treat Boulevard. Uh, that's near home? Yeah, it's right down the street. And who was there? Uh, just close family. My mom, grandmother, uh, dad showed up, brothers came. Sister, cousins. Agent. Agent was there. Agent was there. All right. So you're sitting there, and you're hoping for first round, or did you not know? the? It was uh, it was kind of up in the air. It was like I, the, the earliest I could have probably went was probably like 15 to the Denver Broncos, which would have been, you know, obviously awesome. But it was either there or anywhere after. So it was pretty dicey. So you legitimately, and how many teams – are calling you at this point in the days or hours leading oh, up to the draft? Talk to everybody from the Colts, the Jags, the, the Patriots, uh, the Panthers, the Broncos. Um, and what are say, they saying? The we're going to take you? Do they lie to you? Do they? No, no, no. You know, they were. we were just talking a lot about just ball and, you know, can I fit there, the Steelers? I was going to go to the Steelers. They took San Antonio Holmes. Uh, it was it was it was just a lot of people just trying to get to know who I was as a person. That, that was the main deal. And then the day comes and the countdown begins. Do you get upset? Do you get anxious? Is your family upset? Do you feel <laughs> responsible for not getting picked? Are you apologizing? Sorry, everybody. I sorry I brought you all out here. I don't know what's going on. So I'll tell you how it went down. So after I was I, I started to get a little a little steamy. After the first pick, because I knew I was going number one. It just, it didn't cross <laughs> my mind that I wasn't the best player in the draft. Um, but as the day started to get longer, I was getting calls from teams, like two or three picks ahead, like, hey, are, you know, if you're here, and I hate that, like, if you're here, I was like, oh, so other people are going to talk about taking me? 
And so uh, got calls from the Patriots, Colts, Panthers, uh, Jags in the, uh, the first round, um, Tennessee Titans in the second. But are Atlanta you angry? Or are you sad? I'm about what's, to. What's I'm about to. I'm about like? to. I'm about to get to that. Is anybody crying? I, oh, oh, I started crying. And so my agent, <laughs> the great agent that he is, he goes, "We got to start wrestling to change the atmosphere." <laughs> so we start to tussle a little bit, and I put him in the guillotine chokehold, and he goes, "While you're crying, <laughs> while I'm, boy, that's got to be emasculating to oh, lose a wrestling match to someone who's weeping." Well, I was, I was angry. And so we start to change it. And by the time I look up, and, it, and what his tactic was was great. It was to get us off looking at the draft, you know. And then I look up, and they're at like 58, right? So then I want to say Greg Jennings goes, and, and then Hester goes, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars are up, and my phone rings. It's a 904 number, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. 904, what area code is that? Hello? Hi, Maurice. This is Jack Del Rio uh, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I was like, Jack, I'm over here sweaty. I'm over here crying. I have tears in my eyes. Yeah. I, can't, I, I, I would do anything. I'm wedging my agent as we speak. Yes, I, I will do anything if you just say my name. He goes, you sound upset. I was like, no question. <laughs> upset can't even describe these feelings right now. And my mother and everyone else were in the other room. And they were. I, I literally was away from them for I want to say it, it, the draft was like seven hours because it was all that they did the first three rounds of, in one day. Mm-hmm. So Saturday and Sunday were the drafts. And literally, I think I was in the room for like seven hours and 40-some minutes. And how many ever I like literally clocked it. That's how upset I was by the time my name got picked. Is that legitimately in the five worst moments of your life? That it sounds like that has to be the it's, worst emotional grind. It, it, it's very emotional. But in the end, it's like, oh, finally I'm picked, you know? So you well, have like the like, Del Rio senses you're angry. Oh, it was yeah, because I was I was hurt. I must have been sniffling and all type of stuff. It was bad. <laughs> but that is a, a heartbreaking story. <laughs> what should be the greatest moment of your life is instead felt filled with anger and sorrow. Yeah, it, it was tough. You know, I, I was I was you know I, I was a very confident kid coming out, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just one of those things. And so at the end of the day. Uh, End up working out, obviously. You know, I played for the Jags for a number of years and got the Raiders for one year, and it was worth it. But I tell you what, I don't know if I would have been the same if I didn't go through that because it, it brought something out of me that I never knew I had, like an animal that that just drove me to be the best I could be. Chip on the shoulder, man. Yeah, That's man. what we it talk was... about all the time. All right, let's get to it. Not from the producers of the Brady Six. It's time for the sequel, Breeze 5. I yes, love we- it. As we talk about Maurice's draft experience, let's harken back now to the five running backs who were selected unwisely, as it turns out, ahead of one Maurice Jones-Drew, borderline Hall of Famer, really. I know you don't like to talk about it, but one more year in the NFL and you probably get to a level statistically that it's hard to keep you out of the Hall of Fame. But of course, everybody remembers from that draft, the top three were Vince Young, and Mario Williams and the Heisman Trophy winner out of USC, Reggie Bush. What are your recollections? What are your thoughts about Maurice versus Reggie Bush? I felt like, you know, he, he had a great team around him, but he was the best player on, on the best team in the country. So you have to give him his props on that. I just felt like our games were different. You know, I was more of a, a, a true 
pro-style downhill running back uh, that was able to catch the ball out of the backfield and that was able to do other things, return kicks, where he was more of a uh, spread offense type of catch the ball out of the backfield first, not really a running back first, more of a weapon than did he it, was. Did you get a chip on your shoulder being in Los Angeles, playing on the other side of town, on a team that had a lower <laughs> profile than this all-time dominant college team in USC. You, you know what's and, funny? And Reggie Bush yeah. and, and Landell White, both uh, being <clears throat> stars on that team. You know what? Not really, because those, those, you know, Reggie Bush is a good friend of mine. We've competed for a long time. So out of high school, I won running back of the year, and I was the state player of whatever the year, of the year. And then in college, obviously, he did his thing and got the Heisman. Did you hang out in college? Did you a guys bit. run around a little bit. A little bit we did. Now, was I upset that he was getting a ton of attention? No question. I felt like we deserved the same attention that they got. We just didn't win as many games. All right. So now let's get to it. We'll do it with each of the five starting off here. Maurice Jones-Drew versus Reggie Bush. Better NFL career. Oh, I have to say myself. I take myself every day of the week. How so. shall we gauge that? How shall we, like uh, – by like five times better, four times better, no. three times better on down. How much better? I mean, I don't know how many teams he played for. A lot. Exactly. I only played for two. All right. I don't know that that's the measure, but all right. So I mean, you stay with one team for eight years. That's Let's a long say time. you were three. Your career three times better than Reggie Bush's. At number two, in the Maurice five, is oh Lawrence Maroney of Lawrence. the U. The U no, of, of my, Minnesota. Minnesota, exactly. That's what they call it yeah. up there. They Do call they call it the, it the U? Lawrence Maroney. That's hilarious. I'll say you, Maurice. Uh, you know what? I actually got a chance to, towards the end of my career, work out with Lawrence and became really good friends. We, and we knew of him as we played, but really didn't hang out as much. Lawrence, again, his college career was untouted. Like, it was crazy. These backs are coming out. Lawrence had, I want to say, like, thousands on thousands of yards. He was a backup to Marion Barber. And then still rushed for a thousand yards. So, in college, he had a great, a great career. Um, funny thing is, the Patriots are picking, and I, they called me like it's between you and Maroney. So in the draft, I'm like, oh man. What are you supposed to say to that? I hope right, you, well, you should pick me then. Yeah, I hope you pick me is what I'm trying <laughs> to tell them. And they went with Maroney. They felt he was a better cold weather back. He was bigger. Do you um, think they were wrong? No question. No question. Well, it didn't go all that well for Lawrence Maroney, did it? No, he had a shorter career, um, and, and, and it happens. You know, we're going to see guys in this draft that, you know, we're all saying they're going to be this or that, and they might not end up being that. But Biggest name running back who's not going to thrive in the NFL in 2016. Ooh. I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to say Derrick Henry, but I just feel like his surface area is so big that he's going to take so many hits early on, it's going to be tough. But I never want to wish bad on anyone. No, no, you know? you're not wishing bad. Next up, so Lawrence Maroney, Maurice's career, a full five times better. That's the highest number we can I, go I, I like that. on the Maurice five. Next up, D'Angelo oh, Williams out of this, Memphis. This hurt me. This one hurt me. You you felt that there was no uh, reason to take him over you. No, yeah, I mean, he was a small, small school guy coming out of Memphis. Um, we went at the Combine. I felt like all my numbers were better than he was, his were. Um, I felt like the tape showed different. Um, got a call from them, check. And that was a kicker. They called. Hey, Maurice, it's between you and D'Angelo Williams. I'm like, oh, yeah? They're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, this is, I got to be going to Carolina in the first. Do you say to Carolina, you're crazy if you take that guy over me? No, because I, 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 I don't speak negative about anyone. I just said, listen, hey, I, I know you're taking me. There's no way. 
And are you now, let's look at it in 2016, better than D'Angelo Williams? I feel like my career was was better than his. He had a lot of injuries, mm -hmm. uh, missed a ton of games. He's kind of starting to get it back going, though, here with Pittsburgh. Um, but he, his foot and ankle injuries kind of hurt him a ton. Final verdict, Maurice's career three times better. I like it. I like than, it. I like than, it. Uh, D'Angelo Williams. Next up, Joe Adai. This one hurt. This one hurt. I'm going to tell you why this one hurt. Because at the Combine, I sat with Tony Dungy, not for one 15-minute session, not for two, Sheck, and not for three. But for an hour and a half of 15-minute sessions, me and Tony Dungy talked about life. He betrayed you. He told me, he said, Maurice, if you run a 4-3 tomorrow, you will go in the first round. I can guarantee it. I Tony said, you know Dungy what? lied to you, Maurice. No. And I'm going to tell you the story. So during the draft, again, the Colts are up. I get a call. It's you Tony start Dungy. pumping your chest out. Get ready, everybody, because hey, here it comes. We got Tony the hats Dungy's ready. an honorable man. He we, wouldn't lie to me. Hey, we got the hats ready. He calls me. He goes, hey, listen, the room is torn. All the scouts want Joe Adai. All the coaches want you. And I'm like, well, coach, you you, you got to have all the power. I mean, you're the one that, that we're, I got to play for you, right? And he was like, I'm going to. Put me on speakerphone. I'll talk to those hey, scouts. He goes, I'm going to call you right back. Still waiting on that call. Wow. Yeah. They took Joe Adai. Unbelievable. Wow, they that's took, a dark story. Yeah, it hurt. All right, let's just move on. But before we do, Joe Adai, yeah. Pretty much a big bust in the end. He got a Super Bowl ring. He got a ring. He did well. But Derrick Rhodes was really the star yeah. in that Super Bowl run, not Joe Adai. No, Dominic. All right, yeah. let's get to it now. Uh, but five times. You know what? Ten times. Maurice oh. Jones, I'm, I'm going to break my own rules. Thank Ten you. times better Maurice Jones threw over Joe Adai. And then there is the aforementioned Lendale White. This one, this one here. This is this is when I, I, I told my agent when I saw this This pick. is the one that made you cry? This is the one that made me cry. I told my agent I don't want to play football anymore. I said, I'd rather go to McDonald's and serve burgers. And he goes, why would you say such a thing? I can help you out a, with that now. He goes, why would you out. say such a thing? Oh, yes, I, and I need to do that. He goes, why would you say such a thing? I, Lindell didn't run a 40. Lindell didn't work out. He didn't take the whole process serious. And, you know, even though, you know, after over time, he'll, he'll rub you the wrong way, but over time we, we actually became pretty decent friends. It's just he didn't take the process of being a professional serious as a young kid. And it, that hurt me because to me, I took it like a job interview, like I had to be the best. And so when the Tennessee Titans took him, I knew they were going to take a running back and and they were a possibility. They were it was like a big possibility to go there. And so it's uh, amazing, too, that that uh, three of these names all land in the same division. So that must right. have really enhanced the size of the chip on your shoulder. Oh, no question. So I got Until to play Lendale these teams. Until Lendale White ate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he yeah. really let himself go. Yeah, hey, in, in the middle of his career. You hey. have to admire that. You're working out all the time. You're going to practice all the time. And yet you still can get fat. You got to try. No, you definitely have to try. I, I, I think I think that one hurt more than anything. Well, it, it really it hurt. But I kind of understand it because Norm Chow was there, so they had Norm. Yeah, okay. And Jeff Fisher, sense. they had the SC connection. And it was like, ah, okay. And so, really, like, after that one, that's when I, I looked at my agent, and that's when the tear, the eyes started turning red. I, I squinted once, and the first tear dropped, and he said, no, you can't do that. And I said, <laughs> I have no choice. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. And they locked me in the room. They, they latched the door. And he was like, we got to change it. We have bad energy right now. Three teams have called and picked the other guy, okay? 
not only three teams called, one team told me they're going to call me back, and I never got a call back. <laughs> okay. I don't like and then, football and then, and then Lindell White gets drafted ahead of Football's me. Football's mean. It was horrible. All right. Lindell White, Maurice Jones-Drew, 100 times better career. I appreciate that, Shaq. You make me feel good. All right. Let's wrap it up here because you look very cold, although I really would like you to toughen up a little bit. We're going to be out here through the draft, and it's going to be chilly. might even rain, Maurice. Get ready for that. Um, Let's wrap it up with this. Zeke Elliott, how good? Should he go to the Cowboys? I mean, we've talked about that quite a bit. Yeah. Is he, barring injury, of course, and you you, you hope uh, everybody can stay nice and clean in that regard, but – do you expect huge stuff out of this guy in the NFL? You know, I, I, I and, and I think Ezekiel Elliott's rise has come from what Todd Gurley did last year, right? Todd Gurley comes on the scene, blows it up. He was the best player in the draft. Everyone loved him. All those things. But because of injury concerns, he falls, right? Well, now I think when you have Ezekiel Elliott, that they can do everything. He's shown he can do it. Teams are excited for it. I think he does go to the Cowboys with the fourth pick. Is and that the go- best fit for him behind that old line? Oh, my God. I think that's Romo the best fit for them. Go. Not him, for them. Because, well, what team would be better for him? Uh, well, I think that I think it's a, a match made in heaven because you have that mm-hmm. offensive line. You have Tony Romo. You have Dez. You can go defense in the third, fourth, fifth round. You can go defense second round on. It doesn't matter. But you have to protect your number one investment. That's Tony Romo. And the best way to do that is having a nice running game. I agree with you. And, and you know, I, I look at it this way. Who does the NFC East not want you to take if you're the Cowboys? Oh, my God. It's the same, right. Imagine. I, I Forget defensive players. They're not going to draft out a need. I mean, listen. All right, so they've got a couple pass rushers shelved for the first four games. You're going to compromise what you need long term to fill that for one month? They're not going to be that dumb, I don't think. And in the same way, that's why I think Laquan Treadwell, it's not, it's not the chalk pick for the Giants, but who do you think the NFC East foes would most oh my hate God. hearing? They don't want to hear Odell Beckham and Laquan Treadwell. No, not, not at all. And I, I think when you're there, if you're looking at running backs and you're looking at Ezekiel Elliott, if you're the Cowboys with DeMarco Murray, who you drafted in the third round, becomes an 1,800-yard rusher, takes you to the divisional round, you have to be like, we got to get back to that. Yeah. we got to get back to that. All right. Let's wrap it up, Maurice. Go. Go have a nice hot cocoa. I don't drink hot cocoa. You need a hanky or anything? Because I, I feel like you might start weeping again because you're so uncomfortable in the car. I'm not going to weep, but I am going to get some chicken noodle soup. Okay, go ahead. All right, Shaq. There he goes. Out of the Sheckmobile goes Maurice Jones-Drew. What's that? Nuts. Oh, wait a second, Maurice. Hold on, I got you something. A parting gift. You know I'm it's allergic. It's a local to... classic. Nuts you know I'm club. allergic to peanuts, but I like it. Just eat some. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to eat some. There you right go. Right now? No, go ahead. Okay. Just go right. ahead. I'll take it. Pass them around to your new friends in Chicago. There he goes, everybody. Maurice Jones-Drew. You're listening to Dave <sighs> Maurice is gone off into his day. Yeah. But look who it is. Getting all warmed up here in the cold. He's a pro's pro. And he's my pal. It's Ike Taylor, everybody. I don't think you can handle it. I get out onto the gridiron. It takes me over, Ike. That was slow as heck. That was real slow. What he just did was slow. What's up, Shaq? Hello, Ike. How are you? We had a wonderful dinner in Chicago last night at famous Gibson Steakhouse. That was 
real fun. It was very fun, but you got fish. Who goes to a steakhouse and gets fish? You know, I like to watch my physique. Uh-huh, yes, that's So clear. fish it is. Yes. All right, listen. We're going to ki- continue kibitzing. There's, no, there's the draft to discuss and some other big news in the NFL, Tom Brady and such. To the Sheckmobile! Welcome to the Sheckmobile, Ike. Let me show you my NFL draft town as we go by a row of porta potties. Is there a more majestic sight? I don't know if there is. Have you ever used one of those? Of course. Well, you're not much of a tailgater, I imagine, because you're busy playing we, in the game. We had them on the field for training camp and practice. Is that true? Yeah. Oh. In front of everybody. Oh. Yeah, everybody like knew that. what you were doing. It's, <laughs> it's called being it's called being comfortable in your own skin. I see. Now let's talk about your draft experience. Who was there? Well, in the room, you didn't think you were going in the first round, even in the second round, right? Or did you? I was playing the PlayStation. When they, matter of fact, I was playing Madden. First, the Redskins called me because hmm. they had to pick after the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then Pittsburgh called me, and I was like, "Did you have any inkling that they might that the Steelers were looking at nah, you?" I didn't know. I didn't know. Who only played one year? Uh, I understood possibly I was going as a free agent, so. I was ready for the worst. I just wanted to get into somebody camp. Wait a second. So you weren't even watching? Was the draft even on your TV? You have PlayStation on your TV. Uh, I knew I was going second day because, you know, at the time they didn't have three days. It was just the two days. So I knew I was going second day, at least getting a call. So I was by Uncle Herm's house upstairs. We didn't had a we had like a little get-together the day before. But that day, man, I was upstairs playing the PlayStation, and I'm wind up getting that call. And who was it? Cower? Yeah, it was it was it was Coach Cow. It was the secretary, and she was like she's from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gave the phone to Coach Cower, and I was like, Oh yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's about to be on and popping. Like they dra- they really drafted me in the fourth round. Like oh yeah. Did you weep? No, not at all. No. Not at all. I was ready, man. I was ready. Are you? Who's around you while you're on the phone? Um, I was by myself. Then I went downstairs. I told everybody that Pittsburgh had called me, and uh, they went crazy. Like, everybody went crazy. Like, I just started calling everybody. Tears? Family people? Family members crying? Oh, family members crying. You know, it's it's a big accomplishment for somebody who got drafted, especially coming from the position I came from. Just that that one year, um, being a walk-on, so... My story was kind of good. My, my family really appreciated my story and my homeboys. Well, we just had a great conversation with your pal Maurice. We did the Maurice Five. We covered the five running backs who were drafted ahead of him. Now, next up, we got to do the Ike 11, the yeah. 11 cornerback selected I know, right? ahead of Ike Taylor. We'll save that for another day. No question. We could do it now. But you know what? Let's talk about what's going down in pro football. Jared Goff is going to the Rams, just real quick, to service the draft. That's why we're here. Is that the right call? Or will ultimately Carson Wentz be the better NFL QB? Man, I think Jared is going to be the better NFL QB. And here's why. Coming from the pack, understanding the Cali lifestyle, 
Not getting caught up with the lights. Let me interrupt. Not, 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 no, let not, me interrupt you. No, I no, keep no, hearing that. No, he no. understands the California no, lifestyle. What does that it's, mean? It's, it's tough, man. People people go to Cali for dreams. They, they feel like Cali, they feel, especially L.A., that's where dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Dreams don't come true in Montana. Dreams come true in L.A. And a lot of people get caught up one in that lifestyle. And sometimes the stage is just too big for you. Sometimes that pressure is just too big for you. When you got a California kid who I think is NFL ready right now, probably the only quarterback in the first round, who's NFL ready right now, it doesn't mean anything to him. The, the, the stage ain't too big for him. The lights ain't too big for him. It's like, it's like a walk in the park in your neighborhood. Um, not saying Carson Wentz can't do it. For sure, I think he can do it. But at the same time, man, it's just the talent around or the talent that Jared Goff had, he proved himself year in and year out. All right. I'll disagree with you there for the record. We'll review in 10 years from now and see who's right. I mean, I somebody so, some, somebody pick Alex Smith over A-Rod. Boy, he pulls that trigger. Wentz, the thing I love about him, well, there are a lot of things I like looking at him. I use the eyeball test. You know, I don't, I don't need fancy advanced uh, statistics. I don't care what he did at the combine. Damashek's eyes serve him well. Right. And, I, man, he pulls the trigger fast. He's, you know, he, he's got a live arm. You know, there's a difference Ooh. between a guy, Wentz, there's a difference between a guy who can get it down the field and a guy who does it with the greatest of ease. And it seems it comes very naturally to Wentz. Everything on the field, when you watch him move around, well, 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 he's got you, the loose hips that well, you, you well, guys you talk think, about. What you think about Jared Goff? This was a, we, everybody keeps saying the live on. How about the 20-yard throws in the red zone? That Jared Goff makes. Why why don't we pay attention to them throws? Because them are the hardest hardest throws. When the window gets small, you got to think a little bit quicker. You got to trust yourself when you're trying to throw a pass in between two people. Like nobody haven't said that yet about Carson Wentz. Yet we keep saying live arm. How about that red zone accuracy? I, well, I think that's that I think red that's zone. That, we haven't seen enough of Carson that, Wentz. He didn't play for three months of his uh, of his last season. That red zone accuracy that Jared Goff has, that's going to be his moneymaker. All right, we will see. So it would appear that it is going to be golf to the Rams, Wentz to the Eagles, and Sam Bradford, who knows where. What kind of behavior? Sam, like, what do you think about Sam that? got to chill out, man. It's, it's like Sam. He can't that, go back. I mean, what? I, I'm looking at I know Sam. I, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but right. he can't go back to the Eagles now. He can't go in there a month from now, three months from now, and be like, ah, let's. Well, that's really, water under the bridge, or can he? Check, he ain't got no options. Like right now, he's an Eagle. So you upset? You upset? Why? You upset because they might get a quarterback? Well, dang! I've been playing football, professional football, for 12 years, and they drafted a cornerback for 11 out of them 12 years. You think I had time to get upset? He should really, you know, the old Woody Allen joke about uh, I wouldn't want to be a member of a club uh, that would allow me into it. Sam Bradford should be thinking to himself, "Wait, I will. This organization." didn't tell me that they were going to draft a QB. So in other words, Sam Bradford, you thought that this was an NFL team that thought, oh, we're all set with Chase Daniel and Sam Bradford as our QBs. Of course they have to go get another quarterback. That's not a winning formula. Sam should understand or should know because he's been in the league a while, the business side of the NFL. And that's, we always trying to replace you. I don't care how much money you're getting paid this year or next year. My job as a GM, as a head coach, one, to bring competition in the locker room. Two, to try to replace you. Sam, if Sam can't figure that out, something wrong. And he, he could, 
He knows that. Now ain't the time to be pouting. Now ain't the time to be pouting. Rarely has someone who has accomplished so little made so much money this side of the Kardashian family. Now let's move on Check to the crazy. Pittsburgh Steelers at number 25. You, me, and a bunch of other fellas got together uh, a few days ago and did a mock draft. You can find that at NFL.com still. And at that point, you said who for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Andrew Billings. And do you stand by that? I'm going to stand by Andrew Billings, man. I just think he's a good fit. I think since big Casey Hampton left, we really haven't identified that 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 D tackle position. Also, I think at a D tackle position, man, it's transcending to to a position where you need a guy who can get up the field laterally, let alone vertically. So this guy, Andrew, I think it's too fit. limiting to just be a run stuffer, right? I mean, that's you got to do first both. Round pick anyway. And I, Casey Hampton could have did that if we would have put Casey Hampton in a full three. He definitely could have did that. Because him and big baby Sean Rogers, they did the same thing at Texas. Like, they was very disruptive. They was getting up the field vertically and laterally. So it didn't mean anything. But I think at the time, they had or they asked Casey Hampton to be that run-stopping, unselfish D-tackle, and he was willing to do it. But don't get it twisted. He definitely couldn't have played in that 4-3. Another thing, if you're just paying attention to what the Pittsburgh Steelers is doing, Coach T moving that thing to a 4-3. You seem like you're cold, Ike. Would no, you not. not? Would you be sad if you uh, got drafted by the Packers? Nah, man, it's football, man. So you mean to tell me, man? I don't know how long I can play for, but I can play football for a certain amount of time, get paid well, set my family up, and worry about the weather. That's what. That's going to be one of my least concerns. I like where your head's at on that one, Ike Taylor. Last question for you, Tom Brady. What do you think about all this mess? Man, leave the man alone. I, mean, I can't help but be upset as a Steelers fan that that suspension, if he was going to be suspended, why couldn't he have been suspended in week one against the Steelers? Shaq, leave the man alone, man. Like, it, it, pe- people really don't want to see you successful, man. You got to, it, it's like Tom is too perfect right now. His wife is drop dead, gorgeous. Himself is drop dead, handsome. He got, a good, he, he, he got a good life. He makes a boatload of money. Uh, he's very successful. He's been at the top of his game for a long time and don't look like that's going anywhere no time soon. So why we keep messing with the man, like, is it, this This how I feel about the situation. Maybe they don't want to see him make it to the Super Bowl anymore. Like, so you know what? I'm going to suspend you for four games because I know y'all division is getting a little bit better. And three out of your four games that you could possibly be suspended in are AFC games, which could hurt towards the end, especially if y'all go one and four. That's going to hurt you for sure. So, man, I'm going to sit you down. I'm going to put you in timeout for four games. Hey, I, I don't believe that the NFL doesn't want the Patriots to do well. But, you know, Well, well, well how, how not? So what happened last year? So we're going to keep reopening cases year after year? He, he's going to appeal it. Appeal it. Okay, he get to play, so we're going to reopen the whole case next year? The thing for me is, and I speak for all of football America, is either way, we're tired of the story. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm so tired of the story. Yeah, I got to think even the NFL, uh, you know, there's validation there. Do what you need to do. The league's got to be like, all right, this back again. All right, Ike Taylor, a grand time. And by the way, you mentioned Tom Brady's handsome. Last night, we ate with Zach Miller. I mean, he might be more handsome than Tom Brady or Eric Decker. Man, them guys, 
There's some guys just got that gift, man. It's just like God just drop them down and be like, huh, you just gonna look good until it's time for you to go. And that's one of those guys. Zach, man, just. Boy, he's a dreamboat. I don't know about all that. I wow. say handsome, man, but I'm getting tired of talking about guys. Let's talk about football. You know what? I think this is where we part ways. Okay. I, liked, I liked our conversation, and that's why I'm going to give you some nuts. No more talk about fellas. Let's talk about nuts. That there doesn't, that, just hold that. I don't, just you don't hold. want? Yeah, yeah, but when hold you say that, no, 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 no. Hold these nuts. No, nah, that don't even sound Come right. Come on. You got to say pause when you say that. Put the nuts right there. Take the nuts. Grab them. Put the nuts. Eat them. See, that's disgusting. Ike Taylor, yeah, goodbye. It's like a, Next it's like up, a kid. Matt Money Smith. That's why you can't bring them nowhere. You listen to Damashek. I don't understand these football players. They're so brittle. Ike is now inside warming up, but the good times roll on with our last Au revoir, guest. Monsieur there he is. Merci beaucoup. The sausage oh. king of Chicago, Matt Money Smith. Get off the Ferris wheel, fellas. I took fella. the inaugural you know the ride. I took the inaugural ride. I had to make sure it was safe. Uh, a glorious experience, 100 feet tall. Behold its mag majesty, Dave. Uh, you know where the Ferris wheel was invented, Matt Money Smith? Well, I'm glad you brought that up uh, because there is an interesting history to the Ferris wheel. For those that may not be aware, uh, it was a little bit south of this point right here. A lot of people during the draft, Dave, um, I'm going to say unwillingly, are going to suggest the World's Columbian Fair of 1893 was on this very spot. But no, that is not the case much further south in Jackson Park. And imagine this glorious structure that it is, right? 100 feet tall, yet a brilliant bridge builder from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, conceived the idea of the Ferris wheel, his namesake, George Washington Gale Ferris, over twice its size. I think it was close to like 300 feet. So imagine three times that is the original Ferris wheel. Hmm. Um, and it wasn't like a typical Ferris wheel. They were like Pullman cars. That was his vision, Pullman cars that would hold like 60 people at a time. He's a wealth of information. He's Chicago's favorite son. Glorious. Pittsburgh, by the way. So so our chief products are Ferris wheels. Yes. Quarterbacks and the that worst, go to the Hall of Fame. And, the, and worst, freedom. the worst condiment ever invented. Freedom, sir. Think about where you're standing right now, Dave Damashek. Huh? Think about where you're at. You're in Chicago. You're going to have to go ahead and swear off ketchup at least for the next 20 minutes. I you're with me. It. Never. You should do it. Matt Money Smith, before yeah. we get into the Sheckmobile, yeah. real quick, I had a fun exchange <laughs> this is, here this is great. with Nicole. Nicole, I said, oh, hey, we worked together last year at this very spot. And what did you say? I said, I'm sorry, I don't remember you. <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm, well, I'm Dave. I, you know, we, we worked together for the entire week last said, year. And then your response was? I don't remember you. <laughs> no, it was, it was, what, what, what exactly do you do? Yeah. What, what is it that you do? Exactly. It was a glorious do? response, Nicole. I, I appreciated so every moment of it. <laughs> When's it my turn? You know? I, had, I asked her to join sun. me on the Ferris wheel after that exchange. She declined. <laughs> but I did You're a creep. Me. <laughs> Great to see you again, Nicole. Yep. You see you, you next Nicole. year. Made my trip. Made my trip. All right, to the Sheckmobile. All right, so here we go. Hit it. Let's take uh, take my guest, Matt Money-Smith, around Draft Town, of course. Yeah. As I say, there's no one better to take you around Chicago and tell you its history. And, of course, as I always point out, the finest sports radio show in all of the land, 
Petros and Money, uh, find it, iHeartRadio in Los Angeles, it's 570 AM radio, and muzzle tough to you before we talk any football. You, while well, there's another sports station in Los Angeles devoted to Lakers talk, you nailed the entire Byron Scott era in Los Angeles. And uh, Dark days. Dark days, Dave. Uh, you know, as a season ticket holder for the Lakers before I ever got involved in, uh, in radio, I was just working records, and I had to decide between the just-launched Madonna-owned Maverick Records and the uh, super cool, hip, London slash FFRR slash Moax label, the uh, the deal. They sealed the deal with the season tickets to the Lakers. So uh, I enjoyed my time watching the Lakers, and I still have a bit of an emotional attachment to them. And the Byron Scott era was as dark as dark of a two-year stint. Well, yeah, it was the darkest two-year stint in the history of the franchise. Yeah, so now let's move on. Yes. Well, we could get into NBA. We'll see if we get into that. But, of course, we're here in Chicago. for the draft in Chicago and – by the way, how do you feel? You know, I, I call you a Chicago's favorite son, but as we've discussed before, I suppose you were more upset by the L.A. Kings playoff yeah, outing. Than, it, is, uh, um, it is. I was with my family last night. It was my older brother's birthday, so I was able to make it out to his dinner, and uh, they were lamenting the loss of their beloved Blackhawks. And it, it truly is still um, – it's an issue that pains my mother's heart that I – It pains my heart, yeah, too. Yeah, of course was able to forsake the Blackhawks for the L.A. Kings. I've lived in L.A. for 25 years, and, and actually at, uh, I believe I was 17 years old when I wrote Bill Wirtz an extremely nasty letter that uh, suggested I'd be divorcing uh, myself from the team as a fan until he either <laughs> sold the team or died. Well, coincidentally, he died. His son Rocky took over, and that's when the winning began. Um, but I was, you know, just too attached to the Kings. You know how hockey is, a very I, emotional sport. Well, that's a sad story. Yeah. I remember when uh, Malcolm X, when you read uh, the, that biography, that his heart is devastated when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is found to have uh, have impregnated many women over. Yes. And that ruins Malcolm X. Same experience for me this week when I heard Bob Knight is endorsing Donald Trump. I'm, I don't know where to go. I mean, well, that's the end of it, I, I guess. I mean, look, a lot of folks have endorsed Donald Trump, and I would like to endorse Donald Trump to just keep going. Just keep winning for as long <laughs> as you can. Obviously, I prefer he not be the leader of the free world, but um, I'm enjoying the run that we're on. Next couple of months, though. I good. think it's probably going to get a little sideways on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, By well, the way, Trump right behind us, if you can get a shot of that building, the Standard Oil building with the long vertical slats, rarely mentioned, but one of my favorite pieces of architecture here in Chicago. Uh, beautiful, right? Just very simple, but attractive, I think. Uh, often overlooked for the John Hancock and the Sears, now the Willis Tower. But uh, Standard Oil, pretty great when it comes one to of the One of the three to five most beautiful views in all of America. The Chicago River looking at the Wrigley yeah. Building and all that, now sullied by a gigantic Trump oh, building. It is, uh, it, is, it is a pox that has been put on Chicago architecture. And you mentioned the reason why Again, just for a nugget of history for you kids out there, we have this beautiful view. We owe it to that same 1893 World's Columbian Exposition that Daniel Burnham conceived. And believe it or not, the man that helped ensure that this coastline, the coast of the Lake Michigan here, would remain intact and viewable, surrounded by parks, was none other than Montgomery Ward. He, uh, he bought up all the land between this park and Jackson Park, named it Burnham Park, and that's why you have this whole stretch of just wide-open view of Lake Michigan that, like you said, makes this one of the most beautiful cities, major cities, anywhere mm -hmm. in the world. 
Great call. Now let's talk <laughs> Chicago. That's right. Just in case. That you seemed didn't know dismissive. That. No, it seemed. I, I I thought you were laughing because I was being dismissive oh, of yeah. your insight. Well, I know sometimes I can get a little. No, I, I find it very interesting. Now, as we are in Chicago and you are a Chicagoan, let's do a little draft in front of the draft okay. here. Let's draft the best Chicago athletes of all time. People who played here, not people okay. who hailed from here. I got you. you have so the professional first pick. sports. First pick I take, uh, believe it or not, ahead of uh, Michael Jordan, I'm taking Walter Payton. No way. I'm taking Walter Payton. What are you talking about? Taking, How can you take Payton? I'll How can you, you take why. anybody in front of Jordan? I'll tell you why. Because I believe Walter Payton's legacy will always be Chicago and Chicago only. Michael Jordan has a North Carolina legacy. He has a shoe legacy. He has a greatest athlete in the history of the world legacy. Whereas Walters is specifically Chicago and Chicago only. I mean, granted, Jackson State, all that, but I mean, that's just a Chicago. That's a great homer. I love that. That's a yeah. great homer pick. That means I get Michael Jordan. Yes. Then you're up. I'm up. I'll take Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks three. Now it gets. Now a little, it gets here. I'm not going Bobby Hall. I'm not going Jonathan Taves or Patrick Kane. Butkus or Sayers. Ooh. Did I say Pippen? You did not say Pippen. I'm going to go Butkus, because if you're talking about what personifies yes. Chicago sports, I think Butkus does it. Okay. Um, that leaves Hull for me. i, I got to take Hull. I have to. Because, He's the greatest Hawk of all time? Well, it's hard with Taves and Kane now. And Chelios. And Chelly. But see, Chelly went to the Red Wings, so that's that. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with Hull. I, I mean, the, the hypocrisy – the hypocrisy right. that if you left the city of Chicago and then played for another team that they're off limits well and you don't even root for the Chicago well hockey but that, team but anymore. In my defense, that was before Hawk vision, before we had to – remember, <laughs> I'm in high school. I love the Blackhawks, and I can no longer watch the games because I come from a poor family, a lower middle class family on the south side of the city, and now I've got to pay for Hawks vision? Shame on you. Man. I couldn't watch games anymore. Of course I was emotionally affected by that. All right, you have Sayers. I still have to fill my backfield a little bit, so I'm going to go with – I got Peyton. You're taking Sayers? All right. I got Peyton. You got Sayers. Um, I won't take a white sock. Uh, Gosh, can I do anything in college with DePaul? I mean, there's potential there. Sure. But, no, I'm going to stick with – I'm going to stick with the Cubs, and I'm going to go Ryan Sandberg. Yeah, I'm going to go Ryan Sandberg. All right. I'll go Pippen here. Okay. And you stand by when we touch on Pippen now, the conversation that's gone for the last three months. You stand yeah. by your opinion of a couple of months ago that the 96 Bulls would, would devour, devour the Golden yeah. State. Between Warriors. Rodman, Pippen, and Jordan just defensively, and that's what Golden State does so well is they switch on defense, and those three guys can guard anybody. They can guard one through five, especially when they run small. Draymond wouldn't know what the heck to do with Dennis Rodman. He would be, I mean, I mean, he's such an emotional player, and you saw what Rodman was able to do to Sean Kemp and Carl Malone. Imagine what he could do to Draymond Green. I mean, it wouldn't even be, it wouldn't even be a contest. They, they, they would destroy him. Steph Curry would be interesting, though. You know, that would be, that'd be the interesting one, Michael Jordan on Steph Curry, because you'd put Pip uh, likely on Klay Thompson to shut him down, so now he's eliminated. And, and the Jordan-Curry one-on-one would be an awful lot of fun. By the way, I should let you know and the listener know that Black Tie back in uh, Culver City, California, throughout that uh, analysis by Matt Money Smith, 
kept telling me, well, money's wrong about that. Yeah. The, the old one, Doris no, Burke? Old wrong. Doris Burke back there in <laughs> Culver City? With no, the, no, no. That's analysis. not what the one-on-one -on -one matchup would be. Yeah. That's what Black Tie is talking about. What does he think ear. the one-on-one -on -one matchup would I be? I don't know, and I don't care. Yeah, what I'm, I got news I'm, I'm for trying you. to have a conversation uh, with you. John Paxson or B.J. Armstrong are not guarding Steph Curry. You're getting Michael Jordan, whether you like it or not. Oh, another tidbit, by the way. Buckingham Fountain right here. Uh, you see the, the seahorses there? They, they represent the uh, – so the idea behind Buckingham Fountain. We can get a shot of that. We can get a shot of that as we make the rounds. So the water in Buckingham Fountain is supposed to represent Lake Michigan itself, okay? That's mm -hmm. the idea. And then you see these, these seahorses here all around it. Each one of them represents the uh, – gosh, I hope I get this right because I sound like a know-it-all right now – represents the four states that are attached to Lake Michigan. So it's Wisconsin, Michigan, ah. Indiana, and Illinois. That's why there's the four seahorses there. And then the water itself, because, you know, Chicago, very proud. I believe it was called the, uh, the civil engineering feat of the century that they reversed the Chicago River with the system of locks and had it flow, you know, over the Mississippi, and you have this channelway of, of water. Anyway. I just saw it. I think, I think sports is ultimately too limiting for you, Renaissance man, Matt Money. But I do enjoy it, so I do enjoy it, so I have a draft story. Maybe after you retire from broadcasting, that you could just be a guy who just knocks around <laughs> just Chicago. Just walks around places. And, hey, let me tell you about this city, people. <laughs> yeah, I have a draft story. Before just you a, get to that, I yes. do want to ask you, who should the Bears take at uh, number 11? Well, clearly depends on who's available, but if I were a Bears fan and I was with a, a whole family's worth last night at that birthday dinner and I was getting peppered from all angles about who they might get, I, I said Leonard Floyd certainly fits what they want to do. With that 3-4 defense, a linebacker that can move at any of those inside or outside linebacker positions, super athletic, it looks like that would be a, a nice fit, someone that should be available and a player that, that fits a need and, and what they like to do, what Vic Fangio likes to do on defense. I know there's 0.0% chance of this happening, but just real quick, to play play a little fantasy with me. Okay. Wouldn't it make sense? I, no one wants to hear this. No football team wants to hear this in, uh, in the springtime, but the Bears aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year, no matter what, just about. There's sure. very little path for them to, to actually finish the year holding the Lombardi. And at that point, Jay Cutler is going to be even older. Why not deal Jay Cutler at a time when there are teams out there that I think here in draft week, Denver. you know who they are. It would be funny if he went back to Wouldn't Denver, the Jets. Wouldn't I mean, there great? are places that, will go, sure. that would want him. Flip him for a first-round pick and then take Paxton Lynch or, you know, what, what you get, you get. I think they would do it in a heartbeat if they could get a first-round pick for him. And I you just, don't think they I don't think so. I think with that contract and the amount of money you have to do it, that's the one problem with the NFL, you know, is absorbing yeah. all that cash, you know, 19, whatever it is, $17 million worth I guess uh, if to the put on your books. Broncos did that, right. If the Broncos did that, they wouldn't be able to pay Von Miller. Exactly. So that's the problem. But I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I don't think they would hesitate to do it. I think they would do that deal in a moment. All right. Your draft story, Matt Money Smith. Let's go back to 1999, April 17th. I know the date because it was the day after I married my soulmate, the beautiful women to which I have been wed for the last 17 years. We get married on a Friday night in Santa Monica. Uh, beautiful saint. I can't even remember the name of the church now. <laughs> That's horrible. Uh, you're not Great. giving tours out there. Yeah, you're right. Them, you're giving, Great. Uh, oh, St. Monica's. That's why I couldn't right. remember. So we uh, glorious celebration, the Chuck Wansley experience, the band I hired to perform at our reception. <laughs> and you'll appreciate this, having been a former 
uh, employee and writer for the show, uh, Jimmy Kimmel and, and Sal, cousin Sal, last two guys on the dance floor, completely <laughs> blitzed and uh, closed it down, closed down the reception. So it was a great celebration. We do our thing, you know, that night, go to the room. The next morning, because I have all my family in from Chicago, we're supposed to meet for a brunch before we hop a bird to go on our honeymoon, which, by the way, I convinced her to go to Canada. We went to Banff and Lake Louise. The snow was glorious. She cried because her legs hurt so much the first day, and I made her. We're not leaving these slopes. The powder's too glorious. Welcome to your life with me. So the next morning. The first day. <laughs> the first day of married first life. First day of, as a married woman. But it gets better because that first day also included us being an hour late to the brunch because I wanted to watch who the Bears were going to draft. <laughs> Would they be able to snatch up Chicago's favorite son, Donovan McNabb, from the south side in Mount Carmel High School as their quarterback of the future? Well, they traded down, remember, <laughs> so the Redskins could draft Champ, Champ Bailey at 6, and they go all the way to, I think it was 12, so everyone's down at dinner, and they're like, call in the room, where are you? We're waiting for you, and I'm telling my wife, Carrie, listen, we can't leave. I have to see who the Bears take, <laughs> and they drafted... Cade McNow. <laughs> that is how my life as a married man started. Well, my heart doesn't go out to you. Yeah. It goes out to Bears fans, though, that they got Cade McNow. Certainly. Why couldn't she go down? What it was, she should go we down there and married. live her life. She wanted to stand by her man, comfort him. She was rubbing my back. That's okay, sweetheart. Cade McNow might be great. You know, he's a lefty. He's got some mobility. You know, were it not for that hurricane in Florida, they would have beat the Canes. Maybe they would have been a national championship for UCLA. That's okay. I know you want a Donovan McNabb, but maybe things will be all right. He's a clever man. He knows where how to park his car around campus. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Takes advantage of situations. Yeah. All right, listen. Yeah. Matt Money Smith, delightful as always, and it's only going to get better. Make oh, sure looking forward you're to watching NFL.com, NFL Now. Matt Money Smith. I'm, I'm is making the main our cameraman man. doing some work. Sorry to jump in on you. Can we get a shot of that that beautiful hot dog, that Vienna beef hot dog on the side Ugh, of that truck? Tip. What if, a way to end! I want that you to notice something. I want you to notice something about that dog there. As we are in Chicago, what is the one thing that's not on that hot dog, Dave Damashek? Because there's a lot of things on Nothing. that dog. Every every piece of food <laughs> in the world is on a Chicago no, dog. There is no that ketchup. That is an, a, a, no a wonderful ketchup. city. It's a, it's a, it's it's a among the greatest city. on the face no of the earth. No ketchup on our hot dogs here. They don't know None. how to make a hot dog. Uh, we're going look to Wiener that. Circle. We're going to get you a hot dog with now ketchup. Now look at that dog. That it's got a whole pickle on it. Pickle. Who we got the sport pet. Listen, for those of you that don't know, steam bun with the poppy seeds, number one. Two, Fine. Vienna beef dog. It's got to have the thick casing so the juice pops when you bite into it. The bright green relish and onion, tomato slices, sport peppers, spear of a dill pickle, mustard, and celery salt. Let me tell you the one That's thing, a delicious treat thing, right there. The worst thing. Thing on the Chicago. I know dog. what I'm eating who in about puts, an hour. Who puts a slice of tomato? What kind of thing is that? Refined pallets. What kind of wiener? You know what a sliced tomato that? is, and it's an adult version of ketchup because we don't have to lace it with sugar and corn syrup. That's what a tomato is. That's what it's supposed to taste like, not you know some what? sugary goo. I thought this. Who's going to really close the show time. off? By the way, is it going to be Doris Burke? I thought he's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's give a shout out to everybody, <laughs> to Black Tie and Tally and everybody else back there in Culver City in the control room. There, they're nice and warm, but you're missing a gay time out here, fellas. Good time. I um, love Doris Burke. She's right, amazing. Matt Money Smith, I appreciate you've, it. You've you've angered me with yes. your terrible hot dog take. Wanted to end it on a low note. What do we got? Oh. 
It's a local nuts favorite. on Clark. Have those. These nuts. are great nuts. Thank you very yeah, much. There you go. What's another word for balls? Nuts. See, there's. Is there any subject with which he can't inform you? <laughs> the answer is no. Matt Money Smith, Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew, all a part of the draft coverage through Saturday. Every pick. He's going to be steering you all the way there. I'll be running around playing grab butt with a there bunch of schnooks here on the street. I love be a on good the game of grab butt. That. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Grabbing right. butt with Dave Damashek. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite way to do it. Yeah, I think that's a, a good new segment idea. There we go. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate you watching. Thanks to McDonald's. And, of course, a shout-out to our on-site producer, Hytham. There we go. Nuts another Chicago in, but another guy yeah, who makes no sense. He's got because, nine jackets on. What kind of person born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, needs, needs four jackets? I mean, he has on legitimately two winter jackets. And a flannel. What's up and with that? He calls himself a Chicagoan. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. All right. Well, listen, we're going to be having a good time out here. Hope you'll be joining us over the next few days. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.